0: this is made in montana news on the treasure state radio network i'm jay scott st peter's health has asked a court to dismiss a class action lawsuit concerning the removal of helena oncologist dr tom weiner saying the plaintiffs lack legal standing to bring such an action st peter's health and its chief executive officer wade johnson said in their motion to dismiss filed Tuesday in Montana's first judicial district court in Lewis and Clark County that the plaintiffs failed to state any way in which relief can be granted. John Dubek, the attorney for the plaintiffs, said Wednesday he has not seen the motion and declined to comment. The class action lawsuit filed November 13th claims the hospital failed to notify some patients that Wiener was no longer their doctor and that they were assigned another physician. The suit also says that some patients had to reschedule life-saving treatments or other critical appointments, and others have been repeatedly assigned new doctors who are unfamiliar with the care they need. St. Peter says the plaintiff's claims of negligent and intentional and harmful interference with a doctor-patient relationship are not recognized under Montana law. They also said the plaintiffs failed to supply facts in their allegations. Johnson said recently that Weiner was removed from his position after the hospital learned he had been harming patients, their words, for years. He said Monday in a letter to the Helena Independent Record that the issues identified were, quote, harm that was caused to patients by receiving treatments, including chemotherapy, that were not clinically indicated or necessary, failure to meet state and federal laws associated with the prescribing of narcotics, failure to refer patients to other specialists for appropriate treatments, and failure to meet the requirements associated with clinical documentation, Weiner declined to comment Monday on the allegations in Johnson's letter, citing advice from his attorneys. Weiner has served as chief of staff and as a member of St. Peter's board of directors during his nearly 25 years with the hospital. He began there in 1996 and was removed October 15th. He said the hospital forced him to take a voluntary leave of absence on November 12th and terminated his employment on November 17th. Montana Representative Mary Ann Dunwell of Helena had her microphone turned off when she tried to give public comment about her desire to hold the upcoming legislative session either remotely or delay it. That was during a meeting of the House Rules Committee. She tried to read a letter from a constituent who was upset at the lack of mask use and distancing measures by Republicans during legislative caucuses and other recent meetings. Representative Derek Skies, the Republican from Kalispell, objected to Dunwell's testimony, saying it was not on the topic of proposed changes before the Rules Committee. Skies and Representative Casey Knudsen both asked a staff member who was also participating via Zoom to cut Dunwell's microphone and mute remote participants. After Dunwell's testimony, Representative Jennifer Carlson, a Republican from Manhattan, was allowed to give uninterrupted testimony related to the same topic, remote participation during the pandemic. There were no objections to her testimony. Montana Republicans in the House have approved rules that would make it possible for committee chairs to kill bills through inaction. Republican Representative Matt Regeer of Kalispell brought the proposal. He said it will allow the committee chairs to manage the landslide of legislation headed their way. It also gives the Speaker of the House more power in committee assignments. Democrats argue the changes will limit what legislation can be heard and concentrate power with one person. The makeup of committees is also majority Republican, meaning if a bill from a Democrat is stalled, the party would need support from GOP lawmakers to get it moving again. The committee could do that with a majority vote. Rogers' amendment and the rules both passed 12-7 on Monday. The amendment first died on a 9-9 tie, but Representative Barry Usher, the Republican from Billings, was absent and did not give his proxy to another lawmaker. When Usher came back to the meeting, the committee reconsidered the amendment. A total of 1,812 bills have been requested so far, Continuing a trend of skyrocketing workload over the past few sessions. House Minority Leader Kim Abbott, the Democrat from Helena, said the change could silence ideas and stifle the voices of Montana's. As we said, the changes give the Speaker authority over committee assignments. Regeer said that was a reversion to the way the House rules were before 2019 when the House approval was necessary for those appointments. One Republican on the committee, Representative Casey Knudsen of Malta, spoke against the proposal. He said, given the challenges the legislature will face this year with the pandemic, it was best to leave the rules as they were in the last session. A renewable energy project has won its lawsuit against Montana's Public Service Commission. District Judge Kathy Seeley of Helena rejected much of the PSC's arguments over the Kathness Beaver Creek Project, a $500 million wind and battery storage facility near Repelgee. In her ruling, Seeley said the terms set by the PSC underpaid Kathness for the electricity it would have sold to Northwestern Energy. The Beaver Creek Project was among the first in Montana to be a renewable energy development with battery storage, making it possible for the wind farm to deliver energy when the wind isn't blowing. This counters Northwestern Energy's argument that it should be allowed to pay less for renewable energy because the electricity is unavailable when the wind doesn't blow or the sun doesn't shine. Seely rejected that argument and wrote, quote, "The commission could only reach this conclusion if it unreasonably ignored substantial record evidence." Seely ordered the commission to take up the issue again. This time, giving batteries more weight. Batteries were supposed to help Katniss get a better price for its electricity, because the power would also be available for peak demand use when energy fetches a better rate. Ross Ayn, Cathness Energy's president, said the project would go forward. Katniss Energy is a New York company with transmission and generation projects as far west as Nevada and California. It has 13 natural gas power plants, two solar farms, two hydroelectric projects, a wind farm, and two geothermal power plants. The Beaver Creek project would be the company's first battery-wind hybrid. The Federal Public Utility Regulation Policies Act, or PURPA, guarantees projects like Beaver Creek a contract with a monopoly utility and the right to a negotiated price based on the utility's avoided cost. That is, the utility's cost of either producing the energy itself or buying it from another source. In her ruling, Seeley said that the Public Service Commission's handling of the PURPA law keeps getting the commission sued. In the Caithness case, Seely noted that PURPA required the commission to weigh the needs of utility customers without discriminating against Katniss, which the PSC failed to do. A new report says communities in Montana should consider impacts to physical and mental health when developing adaptations and mitigation for climate change. Climate Change and Human Health in Montana, that's the title of the report, is based on an analysis of the 2017 Montana Climate Assessment. It was written by the Montana University Systems Institute on Ecosystems, Montana State University Center for American Indian and Rural Health Equity, and a nonprofit Montana Health Professionals for a Healthy Environment. The report identifies human health concerns brought on by or exacerbated by climate change and what populations may be most impacted. It also calls for better data collection on those effects and robust planning by communities to mitigate and adapt. The 2017 Montana Climate Assessment found the state's average temperature has increased nearly three degrees in the last 75 years. It also predicts additional warming in the future, possibly five to 10 degrees by the end of the century, depending on the success of other efforts to cut greenhouse gas emissions. Among the predicted impacts of climate change, Are more days topping 90 degrees, longer wildfire seasons with smoky skies, and increases in extreme weather such as flooding and drought? The report says those have well-known physical effects like respiratory illness due to smoke, but stress from those effects can also impact mental health. The report also identifies young and old people, low-income individuals, Native American communities, and rural Montanans as most vulnerable to the health problems. As an example, the report says those with lower incomes may be less likely to be able to afford air conditioning during heat waves or indoor air filters when smoke causes hazardous air. Seattle Public School Superintendent Denise Juno said Tuesday that she will resign when her contract ends in June. Her announcement Tuesday follows the local NAACP's call for her termination and Seattle School Board President Chandra Hampson saying she didn't expect Juno to have sufficient votes to support a contract renewal. The relationship between Juno and some school board members has been strained with the coronavirus pandemic adding to concerns about the direction of Seattle public schools. That's according to the Seattle Times. Hampson said that while Juno is steady through a crisis, she lacks the skills to effectively manage the district's operational challenges and respond to community feedback, particularly around allegations of racism, abuse, and misconduct in schools. Juno is the first Native American superintendent in Seattle's history. She was Montana's superintendent of public instruction from 2008 to 2016. Montana health officials reported 747 COVID 19 cases and eight more deaths on Wednesday. Statewide, there are now 17,294 active cases and 771 people have died. Since March, there have been 70,133 confirmed COVID 19 cases in Montana. Of those people, 52,068 are considered recovered. Bighorn County announced Monday that the 50th person had died in that county due to the virus. Frank Whiteclay has been sworn in as the new chairman of the Crow Tribe, a federally recognized tribe in southern Montana. Whiteclay was inaugurated in an outdoor ceremony on Monday. He had previously been a representative for two terms in the Crow Legislature, he represented the Black Lodge District in the north of the reservation. In his campaign, White Clay called on the government to be more accountable and transparent with its finances. White Clay defeated the incumbent, A.J. Not Afraid, in the November election. If you need to hear this report again, please check our podcast on the KGRTDB or Treasure State Radio webpages. The podcast has listeners in 30 states and provinces, in 20 countries, on six continents, and approaching 500 listeners per day. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.